Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Glad you're with us again this week. John Morris and Brooke Bednars, we've made it through uh, whatever you call it, snowmageddon. Snowpocalypse. Uh, yeah, snowvid <laughs> is a good term. Yeah, So we made it through that, and actually, as we record this for this week, it is uh, 75 and sunny <laughs> in Central Texas. So How crazy. So any recruits listening, you need to be at Baylor University in Waco, Texas. It is sunny and 75. You don't have to worry about the snow is not a normal thing. <laughs> is Trust this, us. Is, is this volleyball season? It, it, is, it is volleyball, volleyball season. season. How yes. crazy is that? In crazy. the spring. And as such, we are pleased to have as our guest this week, Katie Smith. You knew her as Katie Stager, an All-American volleyball player at Baylor. Now the Associate Director of Business Operations uh, in Baylor Athletics and color analyst on television <laughs> on the yes. volleyball broadcast. Katie, welcome. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here. There's nothing I would rather do than spend time with John Morris and Brooke Brown. <laughs> we Sign appreciate that. You say that. <laughs> now, okay, I should ask this at the end of the podcast. You just came out of a budget meeting. I did. And you're spending time with us. Yeah. I, at the end, I'll ask you, sure. which was more which fun, was yeah. right? We'll okay. make sure my coworkers don't listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Chris is going to listen. Oh, right? man. We're Chris, in trouble already. Chris will not only listen, this is Chris history, but uh, critique us as He'll well. He'll critique hard. Yeah. I believe it. We love you, Chris. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. And uh, isn't it fun? We'll, we'll talk more about it. But volleyball in the spring, a little different. They played a schedule in the fall. Baylor did really, really well, but now they're going to pick up in the spring and hopefully end up uh, uh, in the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Such a strange year just in general for everyone, but I think thinking about the success they came off last year and then coming to a year that looks like this, um, adversity for everybody, but I'm excited selfishly that we got to watch them all fall and then we get to watch them this spring too. That is a very good point. It is very busy spring. I mean, if you are a Baylor athletics fan, this week specifically, <laughs> this we week. have every sport you've ever wanted. Yes. Um, so you have your chance to watch them all. But um, I do want to go back and talk before we talk volleyball and kind of dive into, you know, the seasons and everything that are happening right now. I want to go all the way back to your story. I want to talk about you as a student athlete, what led you to Baylor, yeah. your time here, because – John, as we all know, I mean, we introduced her as an All-American, but oh, that is gosh. just the um, tip bare, of the iceberg. <laughs> bare exactly. minimum. It's the full iceberg. It's the full iceberg. <laughs> Katie is also very humble, everyone. Oh. Um, but a uh, little backstory for everyone. I first knew Katie. We grew up 
playing basketball together. Wait, did y'all play? Oh, together. I yes. thought you were going to say against each other. Well, both. Not okay. both. It, Brooke's being kind. Brooke was breaking my ankles. Brooke <laughs> oh. was like, I think it was always like Brooke was on the team I wanted to be on. Uh, she's also being very nice because <laughs> I was nowhere near. If y- Y'all can't see us, but I'm a lot shorter than Katie. So she <laughs> had, had both sports on me. But um, it was neat because when we you know, went to different schools and everything. And so we played basketball together. And then all of a sudden I remember being in high school and hearing Katie chose volleyball. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, that makes sense. You know, like she's very good. She's tall. She can jump out of the gym. <laughs> and then, um, when we went to college, it was like, Oh, Katie is at Baylor and she's killing it. Aww. And I was like, of course she's killing it. Nice. I did not know how much she was killing oh it until, <laughs> until this, nice. but, um, it was a lot of fun. And so now it's fun working with someone that I grew up with a little bit. Um, yeah. but let's, let's forego the basketball <laughs> conversation and talk about Leave that in our past. <laughs> my failures, my failures. <laughs> I liked that sport, John, because I, um, was the short point guard. Uh-huh. So Makes sense. Shoot, yeah, awesome. we, we were a good team. Very cool. Cool. Um, while she was on the court, but uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about your recruit process to Baylor and, and why th- this is where you felt like you should continue your collegiate career. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, grew up playing basketball, volleyball, dabbled in golf a little bit. Mm, I don't know. Golf. Yeah. Four I don't years know. in high school, right? Four years. It is. Yeah. It was more just to keep the program alive. Small private school. <laughs> I think our motto was look the flyest, score the highest, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so that was just fun. But so probably kind of freshman, sophomore year, um, when I was playing club basketball, playing club volleyball, loved that at my private school, I never, since it was smaller, I never had to choose. I got mm-hmm. the opportunity to play both, um, but kind of started getting to the point where, you know, back-to-back basketball practices with volleyball practices and seasons crossing over and things of that nature. And so had kind of just started looking at what I want to pursue, playing volleyball in college maybe, um, basketball in college maybe, and kind of just started those conversations, started leaning a little more towards volleyball. Um, honestly, I think I liked that you didn't have to run as much, which <laughs> <laughs> you still have to jump a lot, but right. less, less, uh, suicide. Less sprints. Runs. Yeah, exactly. Suicides. <laughs> We're oh done. gosh. I'm like, my palms are sweating <laughs> talking about those. Um, but so kind of started a list with my coach and you know, what are the top 20 schools you might maybe want to play at? And I remember at the time making the list, but very much thinking like, wow, I don't even know if I'm good enough to play in college. Like I want my college experience to be a school I would love to go to regardless. And so if it happens to be one of these schools and that's an opportunity, great. But just wasn't sure, you know, skill level wise, I just didn't know what the opportunities were um, as a freshman, sophomore in college. I think now recruiting is so heavily based on, gosh, eighth graders, freshmen, it seems so young. Um, but at the time, it really wasn't – at the time, I feel like I'm aging myself. <laughs> oh, there you go. But it was more um, like your junior years when people would really get offered, would really um, start going on visits. And so my sophomore year, I remember the Baylor volleyball coach at the time, Jim Barnes, came to a really small tournament um, in Dallas, one that, like, wasn't a qualifier, wasn't anything huge, um, and came. And, you know, at that time, everyone's whispering because the Baylor coach is yeah. there. and everyone play good and things like that. And I remember afterwards he was talking to my coach about wanting to come, um, to a practice and follow up with me. And guys, I just was shocked. Like I was like me of all people. That's, 
that's nice. Um, and so came from a basketball practice, played at practice, played the volleyball practice. Um, and then he was asking if I wanted to come on a recruiting visit. So similar to our weather last week, came on a recruiting visit. Campus was closed because oh. Oh, um, no. snowed out. So guys, I'm showing up on this campus, not a body in sight. <laughs> and I'm just like loving everything. I'm like, I'm sold. I love this place. Um, and so kind of just had the conversation with Coach Barnes, Mark Pryor at the time. And, and by the end of the visit, they were asking if I wanted to verbally commit. And truly, I remember like stepping aside with my parents and then being like, well, you should think about it. You should think about it. So, you know, we'll call you guys back soon. I think on the way back to Dallas, where I grew up, we were in Hillsboro and I was like, okay, can I call them? <laughs> my parents were like, yeah, you can do it. And so verbally committed that day and absolutely loved every minute of my time at Baylor. So I'm so grateful that that was part of the Lord's plan. But Truly thought I had pulled the biggest fast one on the Baylor Athletics Department, the coaching <laughs> staff, um, for getting them to offer me, offer me a full ride. That's great. It's a great story and uh, mutually beneficial. Worked out great for you. Yes. It worked out yeah. great for Baylor and Baylor volleyball. Yeah. So, so, uh, so during that time, uh, y'all had some success. You had some success. You really did. I mean, the program was really on the rise, and you were a big part of that. I mean, you were a part of, you know, where Baylor volleyball is now. You were a huge part of uh, getting it launched and, and headed to the NCAA tournament every year. Oh, well, that's sweet of you to say. I think that is, to me, such a great compliment to see um, just the character of the girls in the program now. And if I could play any role in helping um, point it in that direction or anything of that nature, um, I just think that is the highest compliment. I think it's cool to look at who the seniors were my freshman year. And even if we you know, weren't playing for Big 12 championships, just some of the things um, that they instilled in me and the way that they led me. Um, I think of people like Hope Robinson, um, people like Tori Cox, Jordan Teal, Nicole Bardaji, and people like that who played. And I just, you know, respected them as older players, but I also just respected them as people. Um, and I just think of some of the things I learned from them and hopefully being able to pour into some of the young girls, but um, got the chance to go with the team to Pittsburgh when, and they made that final four run last year. And I just, everyone asked how it was. And I was like, I just feel like I was beaming with pride the whole yeah, time. Cause sure. the, some of them were freshmen when I played, got to play with Yossi, got to play um, with Hannah Sedwick and so many of those people. So I just think it's like the greatest joy to see the way that coach McGuire and his staff have carried that program. What was it like for you to see, obviously the program's been very successful in the, in the past couple of years, um, past several years at that, but to see last year, I mean, I specifically, John, remember the Texas match at home that went to five yeah, and to win that game in front of a huge sold out crowd, um, and then clinch, you know, the big 12 title to see that and to witness that. And I believe to have called that, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, what was that like? <laughs> it was incredible. It's so much fun to think about, um, just how many years in the making that was. I remember Coach McGuire coming, um, and at the time we were, you know, playing well, but when he came, so freshman year, tore my ACL, mm -hmm. um, and then so redshirted that year, and then played one year under Jim Barnes, and then Coach McGuire came in. So I remember him coming in, I guess, so it was, I got to play three years under McGuire, but I remember him saying, you know, this is a team that's going to compete for national championships, and loved that he said it was so excited but I remember being like whoo we got a ways to go um and so just to see the way that 
like truly from that first year, Ryan McGuire and his staff were there that just one degree better is what he says. And that, you know, by my junior year, we were competing at this level of the tournament than the next. Um, so just to see them in that final four and winning a big 12 was part of that. Um, or I guess co-winning a big 12, yeah. oh, still better. Um, <laughs> but we're going to say big 12 champs. Yeah. Love it. I'm good with it. Um, but was just so cool because that is just the message that, that he believed since he got here and, and preached. Your, uh, your ACL injury, your freshman year, how tough was that to go through? I mean, you're here, you're, you're ready to go. And then all of a sudden you have to shut it down. Yeah. So I think I didn't really have many injuries through high school or things like that. So I think, it definitely is something that probably made me grow most as a person when I look back um, on my college experience. Um, but it was difficult in the fact that I'd gotten to Baylor, um, was getting to start, was getting to play a ton, was so excited about that. And then um, just it was second match of my freshman year. So just the suddenness of it and looking at, wow, okay, so this season isn't happening. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, okay, man, I really thought I had this figured out. Like I wanted to play, like was so excited that the Lord had given me this platform to glorify him. And then it was kind of taken away. Like what now, what I thought things were moving in the right direction, but I feel like there were so many relationships that freshman year that I made through that. Um, some people that come to mind, Catherine and Ben Johnson, who took me into their home and helped me once I was recovering from my surgery and my parents had to go back to work. So Things like that um, or just ways that it impacted my faith and the things I put value in, um, I think it made it where, one, I more valued, um, like, the relationships I have with people. And then, two, when I got back on the court, it was just, like, everything was just extra. Like, man, I wanted to do this for so long after the rehab. Um, so to be able to come back and, and be able to play was such a joy. Be able to play so well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the numbers you. bear that out. Yes. Was there, uh, when you look back at your playing time here at Baylor, was there a highlight? Maybe one, maybe it was one kill. Maybe it was one match. One kill out of um, her junior year. Yeah. There is like uh, 698 oh kills in a single season. Oh when I wrote goodness. that yesterday, I was like, okay, freshman year, 317, <laughs> which is a lot. Right. Redshirt sophomore year, 307. Redshirt junior, 690, 698? <laughs> Typo, maybe. Not at all. Not at all. Earned every single one of those. <laughs> no, I spent a lot of time in the training room that re year. I remember Cherie Colson just being like, your shoulder's going to make it. You're going to be okay. So grateful for her. But I think, oh, it's so hard to pinpoint one moment or one time because, like, when I look back, I just think the experience is so incredible. Um probably when I think of like one one point one play um we were playing we got to go to Hawaii my fifth year um and so really cool experience got to do we surfed I don't think what I was doing nice. was actually surfing but <laughs> I certainly tried um but got to just have so much fun with our team we'd played we'd lost to Hawaii super bummed um had hoped to beat them and then the next night we were playing BYU that was ranked really really high in the top 10 um, and it was a late game. So I think our parents back home, it started at like midnight yeah. Texas time. And 
we were down the first two sets and came back like 15 to 13 in the fifth set. Um, and I just re- over BYU. And I just remember thinking that was like, I'm on top of the world. Huge, we yeah. won. Is huge. We are in Hawaii. This is so awesome. And then we went and got on a flight, like a nine hour flight home, <laughs> sweaty right after. But when I think of just like a fun, fun memory with all your friends, the buildup of that week and then being able to win that match was so, so fun. Very exciting. And talking about the numbers, we should let everybody know oh, when gosh. you finished your Baylor career, <laughs> you were uh, second most kills in program history with 1,700 and the most in the rally scoring era. Yes. Somebody, somebody named Yasiana Is that Presley. how you pronounce yeah, it? That's it. <laughs> that might be a name. Has <laughs> just passed you, but it took somebody like Yasiana Presley to pass you. Oh, so my that goodness. That was a great mark. That was so great. And you, I think you and I were doing the match, or did she do it on the road? She did it on the road, she did. which bummed me out. Yeah. I wanted her to do it at home. Yeah. And you were her biggest uh, her <laughs> biggest fan. I mean, I, um, it was your record that you had you had for long enough, is what you said. And you were absolutely. glad for somebody else like Yasi to have it. 100%. I remember Andy Malloy having um, some, ref, uh, some records when I was playing, and I remember one practice coach saying, like, well, Andy, Katie's going to beat your records. And I was like, well, maybe I will. Um, But I think it's just the coolest thing. Like records are meant to be broken, especially by players as incredible as Yasiana Presley. So, yeah, my only bummer is that we didn't get to call it when it happened. Because would have lost our marbles. It would have been so fun. And, Brooke, how about this? Before we move off her, her uh-huh. student athlete days, <laughs> yes. how about her homecoming court <laughs> oh, man. nomination? I have heard. Oh, I have heard. yeah. That oh, was great. Man. You were the homecoming court uh, nominee for the Baylor Bee Association. I was. And a queen candidate. <laughs> that was fun. It was so fun. I think I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> um, but, you know, did the interview was so – it was very fun to meet all the other t- people from different organizations and things like that. Um, but had kind of there, I think there was one event that regardless if you were one of the top five selected that it was when you dress up and you're on stage at um, pigskin. Right. And so coach McGuire had let me leave practice early for that. <laughs> and I remember being like, it's the only thing like that's the big event that like the representative has to go. And then when I was one of the top five, it turned into like, I didn't grow up doing beauty pageants or things like that. <laughs> Guys, nope, it was either. a full weekend. Like, wow. you're up at five for the parade. Yeah. So much fun. But I remember being like, Coach, I'm probably, I'm, I can't come. <laughs> I have a duty. <laughs> I, I have a royal duty. <laughs> he was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Alan Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Alan Samuels Start Something New sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 
Visiting with Katie Steger-Smith on our Sikkim podcast this week. And we remind you to uh, subscribe, download to the podcast on Spotify, on uh, Apple. It's on the Baylor website at BaylorBears.com. Katie, we talked about your uh, playing days here at Baylor, your stellar career (laughs) here at Baylor. And out of that, uh, your degree was in... It, My undergrad degree was in sports sponsorship and sales. There you go. And okay. then stayed for master's of business administration Very in good. fifth year. Very good. Yeah. And where in your mind did you want to take that degree? What did you think? Uh, which direction did you think you wanted to go? Yeah. Great question. I think like maybe any college student, I didn't have an exact, this is, this is the absolute dream. This is what I want to do. But I think tearing my ACL so early, I kind of had a big scope of, I know I'm going to have that fifth year as a freshman. What's that going to look like? And a lot of great mentors said, you know, I think doing a master's in business administration would be really beneficial if, if you can do that. So basically I think always the, if I could figure out how to do it, loved the idea of somehow pairing business in sports. Um, wasn't sure if that looked like professional sports, hadn't originally thought much about college. I think I was a college student athlete, just didn't, didn't know many people who didn't know the people I work for now. So didn't know the opportunities that came from that. But I think I always loved the idea of pairing sports and business, whatever that may look like, but wasn't tied to it. Like could have done, I remember at one point looking at like a medical sales position, just everything seemed interesting. And then I was like, Oh my goodness, I would have had to be in the surgery. I probably would pass out. (laughs) (laughs) No blood, please. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, primarily loved the idea of getting to work in business and sports. So tell us a little bit about the opportunity, the conversations and how you came to realize that you could actually, you know, turn in your Baylor career or your college career into your actual business career at the same place? Yeah. So during the MBA program, so I started it, I graduated a semester early from undergrad. So started at what would have been spring of my senior year. And so the MBA program has you do an internship in the summer of your program. So I remember um, them talking about, you know, where are people going to do internships? And a lot of people would be going to Houston, Dallas, all over the country. And, and I still had another fifth year. And so needed to fulfill this internship um, requirement, but still wanted to do something I was really going to benefit from. So I remember Spencer Drango had told me that he had talked to the business office and worked for them and thought it was a really cool opportunity. And I should set up a meeting with Cody Hall and see. So came by, met with Cody, met with Chris, thought they were awesome. And they said, like, we, we love helping student athletes out, like, would love for you to come. Um, do your internship here. So came, worked for them in the summer, and it was really great because they knew the demands of having to run to practice and things of that nature. Um, But by the end of it, they were saying, hey, like, we love what you did. Um, Would you want to come back in the spring and be our student worker, but not for the internship, just to actually be our student worker? And so did that and absolutely loved it. I think that was the first time I was able I'd had internships in sports, but I think that was the first time I was able to really be in a situation where I could see like, oh, wow, this is what they do every day. This is what Cody does. This is what Chris does. And I thought it was awesome. I think, and I'd say this right to him, but I think the the quality and character of those two men, I think I was like, wow, there's no two greater people to learn from um, ever. 
except maybe JMO and Brooke Bell. <laughs> um, but you don't want us teaching you any business. <laughs> anyway. Hey, 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 maybe. Um, but so by the end of that, they had mentioned, you know, we've been down a person. We'd love to create a position if that's something you'd be interested in. And at the time had a boyfriend, which never follow a boy somewhere, but he's my husband now. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's, (laughs) it worked out, (laughs) it worked out, but he was living in Dallas. Families from Dallas honestly was like, wow, that's such an incredible offer. I love that. But I don't see how I can't move to Dallas. Um, kind of as MBA graduation was coming closer, I think just, I started thinking like, oh my goodness, this is you know, you talk about what was the dream job. And I was like, I think it's, I think it's sitting right here. I think this is exactly what I want to do. It's just not in Dallas where I was planning to move. And, um, Chase, my husband, boyfriend at the time was like, loves Waco is from Waco. He was like, Hey, I've been trying to think of ways to get you to move to Waco for years. (laughs) Like if you, if that's something you love, like take the job and we'll figure it out. So forever grateful that he gave me that opportunity to let me do that because, Absolutely love what I do um, and ended up starting working here in June of 2018. Nice. So explain your job a little bit to people who don't know and how you, you know, play a part in um, the collegiate athlete experience from behind the scenes. Uh, my my favorite phrase is, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, but <laughs> I, I kind of view athletic departments as the team behind the team. Yeah. So what is your role on our team? Yeah. So we kind of get to be a liaison between campus and then all of our sport programs. So basically anything with a dollar sign, anything um, money related, budget related, uh, will come across our, our business office team's desk. And so what I absolutely love about it is that my job gets to be where I'm helping our coaches, you know, here's the budget that we have to work with, right? There's not endless amounts of money, but what's a priority to you? Um, and what are some ways that we can help you achieve your team's goals, dreams, desires um, with what we have in place? So I absolutely love that piece of it. I think I love what you said about the team behind the team, because I think of my time as a student athlete before I interned so many of the faces in these halls who have, you know, committed their careers to serving student athletes, to ha- giving them this incredible experience. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know they were staying up till whatever wee hours of the night, um, to create this incredible experience. So to have seen um, how much benefit and how much joy it brought me to be a student athlete here and then to get to do the the internal, the, the side no one sees, it, it's really fulfilling and it's really purposeful um, to be on that side of things. Well, and this has been challenging. I mean, there's, there's not a page yeah. in the uh, business office <laughs> uh, handbook of, you know, su- uh, surviving a uh, COVID and the shutdowns For and sure. no crowds and the loss of revenue. How do you make that up? What do you do with budgets? That's been tough, hasn't it? It has been tough. I saw a quote or, you know, a meme or something mm-hmm. the other day of someone saying, like, I could really go for some precedented times. And I think yes, <laughs> that please. just hits it right on the head of That's good. <laughs> so much of what we do is based on here's what we've learned from our historicals. Here's what we've learned from the past. And with the schedule changes, with so many different different um, health and wellness initiatives that we are doing to keep our student athletes safe. Um, it is, it is a, a, a year lesson in contingency plans, I think is how my mom best put it. So I'll give her credit for that one, but has been challenging, um, difficult, um, in so many ways, but I do think we've learned a lot and hopefully, um, we're able to move towards where things get a little more back to normal is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> 
what does it mean to you? Obviously, the values and what Baylor stands mm-hmm. for is what attracted you in the first place to be a student athlete here. Now working for the same place, um, how do you see those two parts being carried out on both aspects of it? And what does it mean to you to continue your career here at Baylor? Yeah, that's a, such a great question. I think as a student athlete, one of the things that drew me to Baylor originally when I came on my visit was I loved how when I met coaches or when I met um, student athletes that were here at the time that it seemed like there was just undeniably such a greater purpose behind why everyone did what they did. If it was playing a sport, the passion they have, the drive behind it, um, and then even meeting the staff. It was not, hey, we care about you because you're a good sophomore volleyball player in high school. It was, we care about you as a person. We care how you're going to develop here um, in your faith, in your academics, and and really all those things. Um, and so now to have those relationships with people in these offices and to see the coaches and kind of kind of the person behind our coaches, the person behind some of our athletic administrators, um, just to see the heart behind those people and why they want to serve our student athletes and give them the opportunities I was given. It's It really is. It's hard to, to go a day where you're not just grateful for the people that work here. And I've always thought it, it's not a necessity, but I think it's a plus that you're a former student athlete. And, and when a coach comes to you or something, you, you, uh, you, you get it. You know, you, you get what they're asking for. They're not just asking for, you know, a limo for, you know, reason or something, you know. Or, Riding in style. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a reason behind that. Or that's a bad example. But no, 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 you know exactly. what I'm saying. You, you know where they're coming from as you meet with them about budgets and, yes. and you know expense reports and things like that. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think, yeah, exactly what you said. It's been so helpful in my position to be able to have that conversation with a coach or I always laugh because when I'm working with volleyball, I know exactly what the coach is talking about when they're asking a certain request makes it harder to deny requests, honestly, (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) But I think being able to have that background or understand what the demands when the team's on the road are. And this year has been interesting of, okay, well, you know, we only needed one bus at that point, like when I was a student athlete, but because of COVID, all the changes that have been made, definitely still a learning curve. But I think having that background has been extremely beneficial in the job that I'm in. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big Tex tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big Tex trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. Say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. 
And the prices at TMG are great. From general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets, we go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a presentation of Baylor Athletics. Brooke Bednars alongside John Morris with the one and only <laughs> Katie Smith, formerly Katie Steger. Um, we've talked about your incredible career here at Baylor. We've talked about your job now and what you're doing and how you're continuing to pour into the student athletes that we currently have. Um, but you guys are also a dynamic duo and you call the Baylor volleyball games oh, and man. you are gearing up for a big match on Friday and then turn around and do it again on Sunday. How crazy, this is kind of a question for you both, but how crazy is it to be calling volleyball in the spring? It's crazy. I always say the more time I get with John Morris, the better. So <laughs> if that means more broadcast, sign me up. But it is, it's an interesting year. I think of when I was a student athlete, just that you're able to focus, right? You have off season, but you have from, you know, July to December, this is, this is your in season. And the fact that it really has been stretched to every match matters from when they started in October to the ones that are happening all the way up into the tournament. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to have volleyball going all year round for sure. What do you think, John? It's strange. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love hanging with John. He's like, it's strange. I'd prefer we wouldn't. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> volleyball in the spring is strange. Yeah. Soccer in the spring is strange. Yes. But it, uh, you understand it. And these are important matches yeah. because this, is, this leads to the NCAA tournament coming up in April mm-hmm. for these sports. So it's going to be fun. It's great working with you, Brooke. I mean, <laughs> You know, she's a natural. Oh, she you know, is. Gosh. I mean, that, that goes without yeah. saying. But oh, my goodness. Give her a headset, and my gosh, she just <laughs> takes off. So, oh no, boy. you're a natural uh, doing the broadcast. So, it really is a lot of fun. And this is a fun team and a fun program to be around. What, what do you think? Uh, can they pick up where they left off in the fall and just keep it rolling? I think they can. I feel like the sky's the limit for this team. Um, but you're right. It has been fun the past this past season, the season before. Just seems like every broadcast we're able to say, a new record has been broken. <laughs> That's right. it makes it easy on us. So, <laughs> Well, let me, let me tell you something that I learned in broadcasting a long time ago. Uh, when the team wins that you're broadcasting, the broadcasters sound a lot better. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> fun to There's call. something yeah. to that. There is something to that. I believe it. I believe it. (laughs) So North Texas on Friday, Pepperdine on Sunday, both home matches. uh, They'll play at Texas a couple of times versus Texas here in the spring. And uh, what's the challenge, you think? I saw volleyball practicing Monday this week. And what are the challenges to to get it going again? Yeah, so I think what I've seen have been some of the biggest challenges is, one – the Big 12 is one of the only conferences that did play um, in the fall. So, mm-hmm. so many of the teams that are playing right now are in their conference schedules. So, Coach McGuire and his staff did such a good job of putting together this this spring schedule and competition to help them build up to playing in the NCAA tournament. But it really had to do some finagling because so many teams are playing their conference schedules right now. So, I think that's difficult. And then you look at the piece scheduling just in general of – 
how many sport, how many games are happening with COVID cancellations? How do you just keep the schedule straight? So I think the team has just been so flexible this year and has adapted to whatever those changes might look like. Um, and I mean, they're just do so well with adversity. So I'm excited to see how they respond to some of these challenges this spring. Well, and they, you know, literally they already are having to deal with that and these are unprecedented times. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we have one of main competition court over at the Farrell yeah. Center yeah. and it has to be cleaned. It has to be taken care of because there is COVID and, you know, everything is being paid attention to. And so when our men's basketball program had to postpone and then there, they had to reschedule games and then that bumped volleyball to yes. Friday. So they're already adjusting their schedule. Right. Um, so the name of the game is flexibility mm. yes. and being comfortable with be everything being fluid and yeah. all all the changes and everything. Um, but when you look at this schedule, it's, it's very regional. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're playing a bunch of teams that are right here. It's going to be extended trips, which yeah. might be a little bit different. Um, and then you're also mixing, you know, big rivals like Texas with teams that maybe they haven't played in a while, um, you know, uh, that are across the state. So what are your thoughts on, um, just the looks of that schedule and the fact of, you know, sometimes they're like Oklahoma, they play back to back days and then others, there's some, some time in between. Yeah. I think it's just like you said, it being so regional, it does make it where, the match, you know, you have certain teams and then trying to balance the schedules. But I think how cool that volleyball is, or Texas is such a hub for volleyball. Um, I would say there's so many teams in the South that are good. Um, and I, I think about how excited I am that we get to watch them play Texas two more times mm -hmm. um, this spring and things of that nature. But yeah, it's difficult because they, they typically, you know, play their off season in the spring. And so, there are tournaments, but, but like we said, these, every single match matters to, to their, their ranking in the NCAA tournament and, and going into the NCAA tournament and getting that momentum. And so it's just different. You have to approach each of these games. Like we need to be as buttoned up as possible. Um, and you don't necessarily have that natural conference leading up to wanting to play the best volleyball that you can. So I think this schedule will be challenging in some of the um, logistics of the times and the dates and things of that nature. But I do think it will help really prepare them. And I think the coaching staff has done such a good job in getting all these games solidified. What do you think it says about the Big 12 that the the biggest matchup is Baylor, Texas? That's one everyone looks forward to. They already played twice in the fall yeah. and then to agree to play again in the spring, you know, when they're both sitting in the top 10, uh, the top six at that matter right now with mm -hmm. the first polls that came out yesterday. Um, what do you think that says about this conference and this program? Yeah, absolutely. I think it speaks highly of this conference that, that, that Baylor and Texas are right. They're scheduling this match because they want to best prepare themselves to go on a final four run to win national championships. Um, I think that speaks so highly for the big 12 to have, two teams and then a few not far behind that are really competing to go deep in this tournament. Um, and then this program, sim similar to, to what I said about the conference, I think Ryan McGuire doesn't want to just, he is not a play it safe guy. He's not trying to just play some teams and then make it to the tournament. He's trying to play challenging competition um, so that his team can be competing for a national championship. And I absolutely love that about this Baylor volleyball team. Cause I know that message comes from the top and the girls believe it too. 
I don't know about y'all, and you mentioned the poll, Brooke, but when I saw that Baylor was number six, uh, I asked Max at one point, Max Calderon, where's Baylor ranked? And he said six, and I thought, why are we six? Why, yeah. why is Baylor what not? What happened? Yeah, why is Baylor not two or three in the day? I was surprised. Yeah. Were you surprised? I was surprised. This year has just been so difficult because of the schedules being at different times. So, mm-hmm. right, we haven't yeah, played a game true. since – December or November, December when they finish. Um, and then all of these teams have been, have been playing games so it can affect their rankings That's and true. things like yeah. that. Well, the Big Ten jumps in now, and they've got one, four, and five in there. So that's a factor, too. Yeah. So. Well, and it's even Max pointed out because I also asked, and he said that from the time we've stopped playing, mm-hmm. we've even been fluctuating in rank, oh, even really? though we haven't been playing. <laughs> That's what I was so going to say. We've been bouncing around with like five and six, and, five. and so it's the rankings are take them out that you want. We'll we'll see you on the court. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you though. It doesn't seem fair yeah. that you could drop when you didn't play. Well, does, yeah. that, does that show how far the program has come when we're we're questioning? <laughs> Right. Why is Baylor number six? I know. <laughs> I'm thinking of my freshman year if someone said six. I'm yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Six in the Big 12? Exactly. No, six in the nation. Okay, that, no. that, was, that was a bit of a jab, J-Mo. Woo. I'll take it. I'll take it. Dude. We'll turn it to how great does this top ten list look, though? The fact that Baylor's regularly in there, that it's always a discussion. And, I mean, not only volleyball, but, I mean, you just look across the, the aspect of Baylor athletics and I feel like you know I even joked with someone the other day and I was like why do they keep making it such a big deal like they post polls every week like yeah. we get it it's the same <laughs> and I was like it stays the same for us you know <laughs> like at the top but not everyone else and I was like right. that doesn't sound great but um that's kind of you know that's the it's been so neat to be especially for me kind of coming into Baylor athletics and getting to you know cover these teams and experience just this high level of success yeah. So for you as a student athlete who has mm. been in these programs, who has been poured into, you know, you've gone through all of it, yeah. you know, whether it's with the nutrition team, our trainer, trainers, our coaching staffs, and to see the success across the board. Yeah. You got to be proud to be a part of that. Absolutely. I think it's so fun. Um, right. Anytime people work in college athletics, it's fun to have success. I think it adds that extra layer of bonus when you were a Baylor student athlete when, um, yeah, you, you bleed green and gold, right? I think I always laugh. My husband is maybe a bigger fan of my job some days than I am because he (laughs) loves going to Baylor games. He's at everything. Um, but I think just the coolest thing, like you said, is how much Baylor truly is a family. And I think that comes from the top with Mac Rhodes and leading our coaches and our staff so well, but truly a genuine excitement when, you know, men's basketball is doing this well, women's basketball, volleyball, um, and just the way that, that these programs and these staffs support each other. Um, I, I love what you said, that it's just kind of become normal for these teams to be part of the discussion. Um, and, yeah, as a Baylor grad, there's nothing that makes me more excited um, than that. So I think it's it, – Baylor's a special place, and, you know, I'm biased as all get out. I'll be the first to say <laughs> <Same> here. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that it's so cool that there's that camaraderie around these programs. 
There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Allen Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Allen Samuels Start Something New Sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Allen Samuels. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I trade each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa draft sun, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Well, and let's wrap up with this. You mentioned Chase a couple of yes, times. Yes, I was about to say. Yeah. We're going to talk about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Your anniversary is coming up, March 7th. It is. So y'all got married March 7th. Brooke, they got married and went on a six-month honeymoon <laughs> after World that. World shutdown. It did. It was Absolutely. like Chase and Katie. <laughs> yes. We're good. We're good. <laughs> That's it. No, it was crazy. Yeah, awesome wedding. Our only regret was that John Morris was with men's basketball uh, and couldn't, oh, couldn't be there no. to introduce us. I but to miss that. <laughs> Maybe at the anniversary later in life. No, it was it was so wonderful, but it was the craziest timing of March seventh. If y'all can go back to that time, seems crazy, but it was COVID. You know, people had talked about it, yeah. but it was not. It wasn't a fear. I mean, I think of having large weddings now and how hard that is for people getting married, and it was not a concern at all. So I remember us going on our honeymoon and. You know, a couple days in, Chris History, you know, emails me saying like, hey, I'm sure you guys are hearing some things like, don't worry, like, don't be stressed. Y'all have fun. Enjoy. And I think by the end of the week, I was on an email from Kenny Boyd like, this is pretty serious. (laughs) Like, you've left the country. Probably don't. Come come back. And then we were all um, in quarantine after that. So I think just the quickness of when that happened and the timing for us has been interesting, but yes, almost, we're almost at a year now, March which 7th. is wild. There you go. March 7th. And I'm kind of biased. March 7th is my parents' own wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. And so they're coming up on 29 oh, years. So sweet. that's a good day. It's a good it's a day. It's a good day. I was going to say 29. I feel like that, that, that's a good example to follow. It's a good Very day. Good. That's Aww. good. Yeah. All right, we appreciate your time. Here's the final question. Okay. Which was more fun? <laughs> There's the there is meeting. a right answer. Oh, man. Budget meeting or your time with us on the podcast? Can it be time? Sure, it can okay. be time. Okay. Okay. We'll allow that. Politically correct. <laughs> it's very diplomatic. Chris and Cody are you smiling at your You can tell us the real answer, answer once okay. we take yeah, the headset yeah, exactly. off, off the When record. we stop recording. <laughs> Katie, thanks. We appreciate it. You're a great uh, part of Baylor Athletics. You're part of the success story of Baylor Athletics Thank and Baylor you. Volleyball. Ball, and it'll be fun to work with you again starting this week. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was fun. Katie Smith with us. Katie Stager, when she was an All-American <laughs> volleyball player here at Baylor. And there is volleyball this week, and we'll have uh, plenty of broadcast on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Thanks for being with us. For Brooke Bednars and Katie Smith, I'm John Morris. Tune in next week for another edition of the Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. 
Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.